Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company, provides reliable nationwide coverage. Keep your phone number, bring your own phone, or buy a new one. Use your cell phone every day. Why not use it to make a change supporting your values? Remember this website, patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy, and a portion of your bill will support gun rights, freedom of speech, secure borders, and the sanctity of life. Join thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile and get reliable nationwide coverage, keep your number, bring your own phone, or get a new one. Feel good about unlimited talk and text and high-speed data plans that fight for your freedom. Don't wait. Sign up today at PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Again, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to the party, media people. I just find it hysterical how if you've been a regular listener to this show for the last two years, all of these media narr- Joseph, who is Joseph Mifsud? Gee, I don't know. We've only been talking about it for two years. Welcome to the party. I've got a really stacked, loaded, packed show for you today. Uh, media narratives collapsing everywhere about Trump. A story I heard about today that we have to apply the Bongino rule to wait 24 hours. Um, and a number of other things. One story about your tax bill that's going to blow you away. Hmm. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss today's show. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joseph Armacost, how are you today? Well, Mr. Bongino, as usual, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm doing well, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was very formal. Uh, Joe and I, uh, we want to thank you both. We were talking about it before the show. Yesterday was our new best listen to watch show ever yeah. every day we're blowing away old records uh thank you very much we deeply sincerely appreciate it, it means a lot i said to joe thank uh you. he was yeah. like well dan this is why i think the show is working and i kind of made a joke at the end yeah. it's also my uh ravishing good looks and joe said nah no 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 not not not, <laughs> and, re- and not really don't push it, <laughs> we were messing with each other we do like each other yeah. so even though yeah. we poke fun at each other all right let's get right all to right. we got a lot of content to get to today's show brought to you by our buddies at bowl and branch bowl b-o-l-l Best sheets out there, hands down. Not only the best sheets, they age like a fine wine. Those other garbage sheets you're probably sleeping on, you wear them out after a while and they feel terrible. Bowl and Branch sheets actually get better over time. We wouldn't sleep on anything else. The only problem with us having Bowl and Branch sheets in the Bongino household is you don't want to sleep anywhere else but your own bed. <laughs> They're that great. We love them. Listen, everything Bowl and Branch makes, from bedding to blankets, is made from pure 100% organic cotton, which means they start out super soft and they get softer over time. You need a great night's sleep. Why would you be sleeping on second-rate sheets? Sheets matter. Good sheets matter. Everyone who tries Bowl and Branch sheets loves them. That's why they have thousands, not hundreds, thousands of five-star reviews. Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Fast Company are all talking about Bolin Branch and Dan Bongino, too. That's important. Even three U.S. presidents <laughs> sleep on Bolin Branch sheets. Shipping is free, and you could try them for 30 nights. If you don't love them, send them back for a refund. But I doubt you want to send them back. There's no risk, and there's no reason to not give them a try. They're that good. To get you started right now, my listeners get the special offer, $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com using promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, my last name. Go to bowlandbranch.com for $50 off your first set of sheets. That's bowl, B-O-L-L, and branch.com. Use promo code Bongino, bowlandbranch.com, promo code Bongino, Trust me, you won't regret it. You're not going to want to sleep anywhere else. BowlingBranch.com, promo code Bongino. All right, Joe, let's go. And they're off. (laughs) And they're off. Okay, so yesterday, everybody's talking about uh, the media now. Whoa, uh, Bill Barr, the attorney general, went over to Italy. And I'm hearing some rumors that he listened to a tape deposition, Joseph Misud, the shadowy, shadowy character that started this whole thing by feeding information to Papadopoulos, allegedly, about the Russians having Hillary's emails, that Barr may have heard that tape deposition. All of a sudden, media people um, are jumping, oh my gosh, Joseph, who's that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) uh, welcome to the party. Of course, they want to ignore that story in favor of new media narratives. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of debunking to do today of media narratives about impeachment and whistleblower gate because there's a lot of garbage out there okay before we get to that too there is a story breaking this morning i don't want to gloss over it because it is important the inspector general for the state department remember the inspector general inspectors general are 
the equivalent of the internal affairs officers for the United States government. They do internal investigations of problems within the agency. Most agencies have them. We didn't have one in the Secret right. Service, ironically. We did our own. We had an office of inspection that were Secret Service agents. The State Department, Steve Linick, Inspector General, the name Steve Linick, has asked Congress and the Senate for an urgent meeting this morning. Um, folks, I don't know what this is about. There are various opinions on Linick. I've seen some people, notably this guy Matt Stoller on Twitter, saying that he blows with the political winds. He's a vindictive guy. Others say he's a he's a straight shooter. I'm just saying, everybody be careful. The left-wing media is out there. This is definitely about Ukraine Gate and Pompeo and the State Department and the Inspector General found big problems. Nobody knows that. The Bongino rule. Turn the temperature down. It's the media, which means they're not credible telling you that. And everybody wait 24 hours. Just like Whistleblower Gate blew up in their face, it's going to blow up more after today's show. You're not going to want to miss any of this. This, everybody take it easy. I'm sure the media hysterics will be ridiculous after we find out what this meeting was about, and I'll get it right to you. Okay, number one, story number one. Even the Wall Street Journal, ladies and gentlemen, the Wall Street Journal, which candidly I enjoy. I think you know that if you're regular listeners. Um, but the Wall Street Journal is not by any means a conservative outlet. Um, they're they're a journal. They, they do honest journalism, and I, I think they're in their opinion pages, which is not journalism. Uh, it's not a knock. It's not. It's opinion. It's, it's opinion. not reporting. Yeah. Their opinion pages are center right, if not left, on some issues, and sometimes to the maybe to the right on others. But they, are, I put that out there as a caveat because they are not a pro-Trump newspaper at all. And anybody who tells you that doesn't know what they're talking about. I've been reading the op-ed pages for well over a decade now. I rarely miss a column. Even the Wall Street Journal of all places is starting to realize what's going on right now with Trump is a total, complete hit job. So, again, what are we doing today? We have to sit here and give you the information to dismantle the media narratives because every day there's going to be a new one. So, the narrative yesterday, and this is why I opened with Ms. Sujo, was that Trump's attorney general, mm -hmm. Bill Barr, went over to Italy and may have listened to this content about Joseph Mifsud, this Russian, a Russian uh, had Russian connections, according to Mueller. And this was clearly an effort to discredit the Mueller probe. So we got the media narrative yesterday. Remember, the media is here to tell you a story, not the story. Media narrative, Bill Barr is trying to discredit the Mueller probe. Even the Wall Street Journal had a fascinating take on this one. Put up uh, the screen cap number one from the Wall Street Journal piece. By the way, uh, forgive me, the title of the piece is Foreign Influence and Double Standards. Democrats want to stop Barr from investigating what happened in 2016, which was the whole gist of yesterday's show. That's the only purpose to the media telling you a story now. They're trying to frighten Bill Barr to stop looking in to the Obama administration foreign collusion in 2016, okay? The Mueller line's a new one. Here we go from the piece. Quote, the press is portraying Monday's news as a plot to, quote, discredit former special counsel Robert Mueller. But the Mueller probe is over. The former special counsel <laughs> chose not to investigate the Russian origin story, and he never publicly explained his reasons. Yet there are many unanswered questions that deserve investigation because laws may have been broken. Shocker. It's routine for U.S. prosecutors to seek help from foreign counterparts in such cases. Not only is it routine for Bill Barr to do that, yeah. there's a 1996 Bill Clinton statute where we have an actual cooperation agreement with Ukrainians, and we have multiple memorandums of understanding and cooperation agreements with foreign-friendly partners, Australia and others, to share information on active ongoing probes. So not only is what Bill Barr is doing perfectly legal, it is entirely ethical and consistent with his duties. Yeah, you're not going to get that story from the media, but you will get it here. So, Joe, what's interesting about this and the it's... journal brings up a fascinating point. So, Joe, Bill Barr is trying to obstruct or somehow limit the Mueller probe. That's over. What? Number one, it's already done. I, I, I don't I The media may have missed that. Of course, they didn't. Of course, it's they're just being the imbeciles, uh, but they're pretending to have missed that. And secondly, 
Joe, do you remember the the uh, the, the the Mueller, the disastrous Mueller appearance up on Capitol Hill? <sighs> remember Bob Mueller? What was the line? He said more <sighs> often than anything when asked about Russian interference in conjunction with the Obama administration and foreign inclusion. Joe, remember this one when he uh, said, "Yeah, uh, not my purview, not my purview, not my purview." Not my purview. Not my purview. Sir, that's not my purview. He only said it probably 50 times that that wasn't his purview. Right. So let me be straight. Barr's trying to obstruct a probe that's already over to discredit a probe that already happened and to discredit a probe that didn't actually probe what Barr's probing. Yeah, that makes sense. Ah. Uh. A probing issue. Nice job. <laughs> yes. It's a probing. probing. Very good. Beautiful. Well done. <laughs> Folks, it never ends. No. So your liberal friends and your media, your, your media and their media buddies, their sycophantic acolytes out there in the media, he's trying to discredit Mueller. For what? Mueller already said this wasn't his purview and the Mueller probe is over. I got a lot of, a ton of videos. So let me, let me move on to part number two. This is important. We got this is they're going to go full steam ahead. You got to be ready. Tip of your tongue information. Quick. Part two to this. Sorry. It's my head there. There's a fascinating double standard on foreign interference from the Wall Street Journal piece. Quote, note the double standard at work here. Democrats and most of the press corps want to impeach Trump for inviting foreign help to investigate Biden and his son's role in Ukraine. But at the same time, they want everyone to forget that the Clinton campaign in 2016 paid for foreign dirt that the FBI used to justify a secret surveillance warrant against the Trump campaign. <laughs> now, I covered this yesterday, Monday, yeah. so I don't want to, again, redo the show. Right. But folks, it is obvious they are trying to scare Bill Barr, the media, and their Democrat buddies. Remember, they're all symbiotic. It's like an Eddie Brock Venom thing, right? They're trying to scare Barr from asking foreign countries to look into their role in colluding with the Obama administration. So uh, Paula was kind enough last night to spend a lot of her time late at night. I did this on the Hannity show last night, too, on Fox, to print these up because I can put them on the screen all I want, but I'm going to carry these with me everywhere. Hmm. Okay, folks, here's number one. Let's just, So again, they're worried about Trump colluding with foreign governments to get to the truth. What about Obama and Democrats colluding with foreign governments to interfere in election? Number one, CNN, British intelligence passed Trump associates communications with Russian counterparts. I'm putting this in paper now. This is coming with me everywhere. They don't care about that. I had a little Twitter fight with Jessica Tarloff on Fox yesterday about this. Anybody worried about that? <laughs> I thought we were worried about foreign collusion. So British intelligence colluding with Obama, the, the media is not worried about that anymore, okay? All Number right. two, Politico, Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. Kiev officials are scrambling to make amends with the president-elect after quietly working to boost Clinton. Don't worry about that one either, media people. Don't you worry. Leave it up to Bolt and Co. to do that. Okay, number three. Here we go. The Hill, Australian diplomat whose tip prompted FBI's Russia probe has ties to Clinton's. Don't worry about that one at all. More foreign interference nobody cares about. Here you go. Last one. Daily Caller, our bud, good buddy Chuck Ross. Actually, I don't know Chuck Ross, but he does good work. Daily Caller, steel identified Russian dossier sources. <laughs> Notes reveal. Don't you worry. Joe, this is coming with me everywhere. Yeah. Because anytime a liberal lunatic or one of their media buddies mentions something about collusion, I'm going to ask him to explain the collusion with the UK, Australia, Ukraine, and the Russia and the Russians. I want answers. Of course, they can't. They can't answer the question. Won't hacks. <laughs> yeah. Never. Yeah. They won't. No, they won't. Okay, moving on, because I've got a ton of video. Media narratives are collapsing everywhere. The media is working with the Democrat Party in what is unquestionably a soft, underhanded coup to take out the Trump administration and to undermine the results of the 2016 election. It's no longer in doubt. The media has gone full Pravda. Trust nothing they tell you. Here's a video of the great John Solomon, who hysterically, the Daily Beast tried to write a hit piece on the Daily Beast, the conspiracy blog. And Maxwell Taddy, like a noted conspiracy theorist, lunatic. I mean, if you're a failed journalist, go work at the Daily Beast. That shows they'll still hire you. <laughs> they tried to do a hit piece on Solomon. Why? Because they're running interference for the left because they know John Solomon's getting to the truth. Solomon was on Hannity last night before me. Here's a brief clip of Solomon. It's a little over a minute, but it's important. Tearing apart another 
silly media Democrat narrative they're using in impeachment that there's no... Oh, let me get the article. Just so we have it. Hold on. That there's... There's no evidence that this Politico piece, the Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire, there's no evidence the Ukrainians work with the Clintons and the Obama administration and the media to sabotage Trump. There's no evidence at all. Remember Katie Tour, the yeah. hapless Katie Tour from MSNBC? There's That's Russian propaganda. Yeah. Here's John Solomon addressing that exact point, doing this crazy thing, Joe, called journalism and presenting evidence that the media is lying to you. Again, check this beauty out. John why don't we go through what you have? It's too much to digest. I mean, you got 450 <laughs> new documents. Uh, yeah. Let's go through the few that we can. We'll put them on the screen for our viewers. Okay. So uh, let's start with something that's important about this. There is a media narrative that is false. How do we know it's false? Because the documents I possess show it is false. So let's start with one of my favorites. Uh, this was Katie Terror on Friday night and many others across the weekend said, there is no evidence that the Ukraine embassy was ever asked for help in Washington to help the Democratic National Committee. In fact, Katie Turr called it on NBC News. She called that Russian propaganda, that claim. Now, you showed the political article. I have a statement from the Ukrainian embassy in Washington on the record from their sitting ambassador in Washington that, in fact, Alexandra Chalupa, the uh, DNC contractor, came to the Ukraine embassy in spring 2016 and asked for help in finding dirt on Donald Trump in hopes of staging a congressional right. hearing to hurt Donald Trump in the fall election of 2016. That is the Ukraine embassy's on-the-record statement. In addition, they state that uh, Ms. Chalupa also asked for the Ukraine president to visit the United States in, and spend time with an investigative reporter trying to turn up dirt on Donald Trump and Paul Manafort. What did the embassy do? They say they recognized this request for what it was, an improper effort to influence the election and they refuse to cooperate with Ms. Chalupa. That is a very important that's a very important confirmation of something that the rest of the media is calling a tinfoil hat conspiracy. It's on the record. It's in Politico. It's We've on the it. embassy's own words. Uh journalisming reporting. Hmm. That's what that actually is, unlike the conspiracy blog, um, the Daily Beastoid. I don't even know what's up with that. But they are so eager to discredit Solomon. So let's just be clear. The latest media narrative out there they're going to use to advance impeachment in conjunction with their focus group tested Democrats and the liberal activists is for, hey, listen, this is all a look squirrel distraction technique by the Trump administration. There was no Ukrainian collusion in the 2016 election. Uh, wrong. Solomon has a statement on the record from the Ukrainian embassy that Alexandra Chalupa, who I write about extensively in both Spygate and she makes an appearance in Exonerated too, my second book, who used to work at the DNC, was actively soliciting anti-Trump help from Ukrainians, key Ukrainians, to damage the Trump administration. No worries, media people. Folks, again, if you're watching the hacks in the mainstream media, not this show, I'm sorry. And others, it's not just me. You are missing out on the biggest political scandal of our time. Now does the Ukraine gate whistleblower story make sense? I've been hitting this for five days now. The Ukraine gate whistleblower nonsense story is the look squirrel story meant to distract you from this story in Politico. There it is. About the Ukrainians working in 2016 with DNC, former DNC officials and operatives like Nelly Orr working for Fusion GPS to decimate the Trump campaign. That's what's going on. They don't want you uncovered. You ever turn over a log in the woods? It ain't pretty when you see what's underneath. Well, now. They don't want that log moving. Oh, I've got more. There are narratives collapsing everywhere. You know what? Before I get to that, let me just get to the second sponsor. Uh, it's important. They want to be here. Folks, this is going to get worse. But after this show, I promise you're going to be prepared. All right. Today's show also brought to you by one of my faves, Tommy John. Best underwear out there, no doubt. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Dan. Get 20% off your first order. 
I love Tommy John. I, candidly, I've been wearing them way before they were a sponsor. I was more than happy to take them on. The most comfortable, best-fitting underwear out there. There's a lot of underwear brands that claim to be big on comfort. But if that were true, then why are 75% of men and women dissatisfied with their underwear? My hunch is that they haven't tried Tommy John, the revolutionary underwear brand that's upgraded over 1 million lives. I can't say enough about them. Really high quality materials, best out there, absolutely best bargain uh, in underwear. Go get them. Tommy John doesn't just claim to be the most comfortable underwear on the planet. They actually have the stats to back it up. Like how about this number, over 7 million? That's the number of pairs Tommy John underwear sold with 96% of their customers rating them at four stars or greater. Come on, 96%. You can't even get 96% of kids to agree they don't want homework. With, nine, with Tommy John's revolutionary underwear, the legs never ride up and the waistbands never roll down, which is great for me. I live a pretty active lifestyle when I'm not sitting here doing the show. Their horizontal quick dry flaw has proven to uh, quick draw quick draw fly has proven to save men over 217 unfurling minutes a year. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Tommy John is more than just underwear. They've got 750 products online, such as super soft loungewear, polo shirts, and apparel. Really stylish, really cool stuff. Guys, here's something for the ladies in your life. Paula, she loves them. After two years and countless hours of obsessing over every little detail, Tommy John is proud to introduce you to the most comfortable bras on the planet. Paula, how much you love them? She loves them. There you go, folks. You got the most reputable source on the show, Paula. If you prefer to shop in stores, you can find us in over 1,200 retail locations across the country, including Nordstrom stores nationwide. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Can't speak highly enough about it. Support Tommy John. Uh, happy to be here on the show. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Dan now to get 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash Dan for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Dan. Go check him out today. Won't regret it. Great company. Thanks, Tommy John. We appreciate it. Okay. So again, media narratives are collapsing everywhere. No, the Mueller probe's not being interfered with. It's over. And Mueller didn't probe the probe they say they're probing. Secondly, the double standard here is obvious. They're clearly covering the Ukrainian sabotage of the 2016 election in conjunction with Democrat uh, National Committee operative Chalupa, who left to work with Ukrainians to damage Trump, which John Solomon now has records of that the media and hacks like Katie Tour want to pretend don't exist because they're not real media people and never were. Here is this is the. Hey, this is the comedy segment of the show. We should get a break, like a little Chiron. This is now the five-minute comedy block, introducing the peanut gallery. Uh, this is CNN. CNN now talking about the ICIG report. Now, to set this up a little bit, remember the ICIG, the Inspector General for the Intelligence Community. That's different than the State Department Inspector General Linick. This guy's Atkinson. He's a different guy. Remember what we told you in the shows yesterday and the day before? That conveniently, Joe, conveniently, wink and a nod, mm -hmm. the form to report a whistleblower complaint, which previously indicated you had to have firsthand knowledge, was changed mysteriously right before a whistleblower who wanted to attack Trump, who didn't have firsthand knowledge, came forward. The form was changed to say, oh, is it secondhand knowledge, too? Did you hear it from someone else? That form change, the explanation for it, which I'll get to in a minute, too, has been atrocious. You got me? Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. Forms change right before the yeah. whistleblower comes forward with secondhand info. Yeah. Who does CNN bring on, of all people, to explain the ICIG, uh, their motivation, the Inspector General's uh, <laughs> Intelligence <laughs> Community Inspector General? Who do they bring on? <laughs> no, already documented, noted conspiracy theory lunatic former deputy director of the FBI, Andy McCabe, already an admitted liar. They bring on McCabe to explain, showing you again that CNN belongs in the, in the comedy block of the show, not the journalism block. Listen to this cut and listen to McCabe. Just, this is just embarrassing. Check this out. You know, in this rare and public response, the, the Office of Inspector General, uh, the, the ICIG, uh, again, a Trump appointee, debunked multiple conspiracy theories being spread by this president and, and his allies and the right wing media. And when we use this word unprecedented, it feels like on a daily basis. But, but tell <laughs> us, Andy, I mean, seriously, how, how extraordinary is this? It is. Uh I'm running out of words here as well, Brooke. It is it is truly extraordinary. Um, the opinion or the statement that he released yesterday is remarkable for its candor. The legal analysis, uh, to my uh, estimation, is bulletproof. And I would say it is it is uh, another act of courage by this intelligence community inspector general. 
Boob. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that the CNN pretend uh, journalist in the beginning. I don't I don't even know who that is. I don't, I don't even really care. But I love how she says that they changed the form as a conspiracy theory. They, Joe, the form is the form is changed. It's changed. It's changed. That's not a conspiracy no. theory. The form has changed. It's changed. You can look at the old form versus the new. That's not a conspiracy theory. <sighs> There's a. Do you, you see what they? This is this is fake journalism. That whoever that CNN <sighs> fake news person was is clearly running complete propaganda for the Democrats, knowing discredited liar Andy McCabe, who, by the way, <laughs> I decimate my second book, Exonerated. Thank you for making it the 12th highest selling book this week on Amazon in all forms, which is really amazing considering, candidly, a little promotion we did. For, thank you. The book has been exploding. And thank you for the positive feedback. We decimate decimate. I got a book signing on Friday. Thanks, Paula, for putting that up there. Also in the villages, if you want to check it out. Folks, we decimate McCabe's credibility. There's a whole piece on Andy McCabe's motivations that when you're done with it, you're never going to take this guy seriously again. Again, check it out. My book, Exonerated. But a couple points. I, I don't know what else to say. Sean Davis of The Federalist and what is it? Stephen McIntyre climate, at Climate Audit on, on Twitter found out that the form was changed to say you don't need firsthand information. You heard it from another source. That's not, it's just a fact. Yeah. The fact that she's reporting otherwise just shows you CNN. It shows you why, you know, seven or eight people in an airport watch CNN and no one else takes it seriously. I saw this report. There's hysterical. Uh, the Washington Examiner said that Hannity's audience at night is three times that of Chris Cuomo on CNN. Gee, I wonder why they're telling you things that aren't true. But there's a second part of that that I find funny. <laughs> Andy McCabe, discredited liar, celebrating the ICIG's candor. Yeah. Candor? Yeah. Check out this tweet feed by Byron York. <laughs> well, candor, listen, you can call this what you want, but candid is not the, the explanation has been all over. Now, this Byron York thread, which I retweeted yesterday, is excellent. I'll just read a couple. He says, so what about the procedures form? The one we we're talking about was changed. The ICIG said a new person was hired to run the Center for Protected Disclosures who was working on updated the form, updating the forms. Then the Trump-Ukraine brouhaha erupted and the ICIG, Joe, conveniently saw something amiss. <laughs> the ICIG said amid the controversy, he understood that certain language in those forms could be read incorrectly as suggesting that whistleblowers must possess firsthand knowledge. Of course, that's exactly what the form said. <laughs> So the ICIG's office then developed new forms consistent with the law. The new forms do not require whistleblowers to possess firsthand information, the ICIG says. And that looked like after the fact justification of whistleblower handling because it was. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just be clear. The intelligence community had a whistleblower form that they interpreted the law as believing it needed firsthand information because that's what the form said. Yet this mysterious anti-Trump figure comes forward. Now there's a reinterpretation of the law and a new form that allows that he, she to go there. I'm not, it's not a, one of those pronoun games. I'm just doing that for a reason, by mm -hmm. the way. To come forward despite not having firsthand info. And Andy McCabe is celebrating the candor. Okay, Andy. Candor? If, if this doesn't look like, Joe, a retroactive CYA oh, by Come changing on. a form to accommodate a very specific anti-Trump narrative, then I don't know what is. Nah. And the CNN commentator is just plain wrong and yeah. is just making it up. But I mean, seriously, that's what CNN does. <sighs> it's just, it's, it's, it's a joke, folks. So again, another narrative out there being used to attack the president you need to be quick with. The form was unquestionably changed in May of 2018. You can look at the form and the change yourself. It's not a conspiracy theory. No. Whatever motives you want to attribute to people is your opinion. And I'm certain evidence will surface in the future as to why they did that. My guess was to cover their butts. 
to provide a pathway for a whistleblower who wasn't, in fact, a whistleblower. It was the REO Speedwagon guy. By the way, I had many requests for you to sing the line, not me, Joe. Oh. I heard it from a friend. Fri- Can you do that for us, please? I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another friend. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not messing no. with you. I got so many emails. <laughs> Let producer Joe sing the REO speed. This is the REO Speedwagon, guys, the whistleblower. They heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend. So I didn't. I did not make that up. Uh, By the way, thank you for all the celebratory emails. But I don't take credit for others' work. That was a meme out there. I just want to be yeah. clear. You may have thought it was funny, but I thought it was clear. I did not make that up. Uh, but it is still funny. It was funny. Yeah. So there you go. Debunking that altogether too. It's not a whistleblower. It's a fake whistleblower who allegedly heard information from some anonymous other person. Narratives collapsing everywhere. Heard it from a friend. Yeah, heard it <laughs> must be true. Here's the new narrative. Here's another one. So let me just set up the narrative first. The narrative we've been hearing as well is this was a pressure campaign. Trump was pressuring the Ukrainian president in this phone call. He was pressuring him to give information up on Biden and the 2016 Ukrainian collusion with the Democrats. He was pressuring. Trump was pressuring. Joe, how was he pressuring the Ukrainians? Yeah, how was he pressuring He was threatening to withhold military aid, (gasps) number one. And number two, Uh he was threatening to send Giuliani over to get to the bottom of this. Oh, man. Well, we found out yesterday. Actually, I take that back. We found out two days ago that the Ukrainians and the Ukrainian uh, lawmakers involved have already acknowledged, Joe, they didn't know anything about the Ukrainian military aid being held up. Say what? Now, Joe, because that's difficult for I know I know you get this, yeah, yeah. but I'm going to ask you to act as the audience on buzzer yeah, for a right, moment Daniel. because I know it's difficult for liberals to understand here because they just don't want to. But Joe, if I was trying to extort you, right? Let's say yeah. Joe, I had five thousand dollars of money of you. Say you you were moving and say, Dan, can you hold on to this five thousand cash? I don't want it stolen in the moving process. And okay. I said, Okay, Joe, I'll put it in my safe. Cool. And I come up to you and say, Joe, you're going to do this thing for me. You're going to go out and dig up information on Joey Bag of Donuts, who I don't like. And if you don't do it, Joe, I am not going to give you your $5,000 back out of my safe. We could both agree I'm trying to extort you, right? Yeah, that's pretty much extortion. Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, Now, Joe, in order to do that and to threaten to withhold your money, Mm -hmm. I have to tell you at some point, right, that I'm not giving you the money? Correct? Yeah. In other words, if I say to you, Joe... Joe, go get me information about Joey Bag of Donuts, and yeah. I leave it blank from there, and I don't say anything about the money. How can I extort you and threaten to hold up the money if I don't mention the money? Oh, this kind is of an interesting detail, too right? Too much common sense here. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. would think. You think, yeah. You would think. The Ukrainians didn't even know about the military. Uh, Trump was extorting them and telling me he wasn't going to give them the military aid. Did you guys know about the military? No, we didn't know about uh, it. Okay, so their backup plan for this extortion campaign where Trump magically fails to threaten them on anything. Remember, for extortion, there has to be a threat. There's no threat. So what do they do? They say, we're going to send Giuliani over. And that's the threat. They were going to send Giuliani over. Well, here's this piece of the Daily Caller that does actual journalism these days. This is fantastic. Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, says he never even met Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> William Davis, reporter to Daily Caller, October 1st, 2019. Ah, oh, dude. What? That's so funny. The Dave Cricket's going off. I don't even know where it is. Where is it? Did you hear that? Did you hear no. that, Paula? That was like planned perfectly. The, the dude's Crickets. never even met. Where? Joe, so not only did I not tell you I'm not going to give you the 5000 you don't know about it. Yeah. There's an alleged part of the conversation where yeah. you say, go get information on Joey Bag of Donuts, or I'm sending the muscle over, Joe. I'm sending over yeah. I- I'm sending over one of the Melendez brothers to pull a Berimbolo on you, oh. which is a back take technique, and they're really devastating at taking the back in jiu-jitsu. I'm sending them over. Uh, the problem is I never said that, and Joe's never met the Melendez no. brothers. Well, Menendez, but they do yeah, really do good Barabolos. I still can't do that. I'm not flexible. You have to. He's never even met Giuliani. Giuliani's never gone. He's, he did not meet him. He hasn't gone there and met with Zelensky. This is. Oh, my gosh. Joe. Yeah. 
if this is an extortion plot, this is the single worst extortion plot I have ever seen. There are, where there are no threats, no demands made, no muscle, no threat of muscle, and they've never actually met the muscle guy. I'm I'm sending what? I'm sending Big Rudy. He's coming now. You better straighten up. You don't want to mess with Rudy. Jeez, dude. This is the dumbest, this is the dumbest extortion plot I have ever seen in my life. We're going to extort you for military aid we're not going to tell you about. And if you don't do it, we're sending the muscle and you never meet the muscle. This is, I can't believe, I cannot believe we are seriously having a conversation about impeaching a president for another fake news story, clearly there to hide this Politico piece about the Ukrainians interfering in the election. Oh, wait, that was a great voice, by the way. Uh, thank, very, you, thank you, Daniel. That's not it, though, Godfather. There's more. I've oh. got more. I got one last sponsor because I want to motor through this because it's, folks, this is going to be the evidence that's the evidence that's going to continue to creep up in the next few weeks as the Democrats double down on their farcical, embarrassingly stupid impeachment campaign against the duly elected president. The next one's going to blow your mind. I got another video, too, of Angus King, oh. a, a, a senator for, who, who this is just hysterical. He like debunks his own theory two <laughs> seconds into this piece with the, the CNN. This is good. Don't go anywhere. Finally, last sponsor today, Liquid IV. Ladies and gentlemen, this packet, this is one of the this is one of the finest sponsors I have. I love Liquid IV. And uh Paula wanted me to mention this. You know, what does Liquid IV do? Listen, it's a hydration tool, okay? This is full of the nutrients you need. You you basically you rip the top off the packet like this tear here, can't get any simpler. You dump it in a bottle of water. It tastes delicious. You drink it and it's like it makes your body like a sponge for water. Now, I live in Florida. I'd be lost without this. Paula uses it before every run, right Paula? Loves it. It's never felt better. She doesn't cramp anymore, but it doesn't have to be only hot weather. You can dehydrate yourself in the fall weather, running around, during a soccer game, travel, jet lag, all of that stuff. But Paula wanted me to mention it was a good point. I was watching Fox not that long ago, and the Bahamas had that horrible, tragic event over there, that hurricane just devastated the island. I saw a bunch of boxes of liquid IV going over there, so good job. Right. This stuff is really terrific. I can't recommend it highly enough, and it tastes good. This is the this is the acai berry. That's right. Liquid IV is the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Trying to drink more water, Liquid IV hydrates you two to three times faster and more efficiently than water alone with the added bonus of vitamin C and B vitamins as well. Feel good, do good. Liquid IV has donated 1.5 million Liquid IV sticks to date to places like Haiti, Uganda, Puerto Rico, most recently Nepal, and as I said, I saw the Bahamas too in there. With each purchase you make, Liquid IV donates a serving to someone in need around the world. It prevents jack helps prevent jet lag, excuse me, and headaches when traveling. Helps prevent that, so I love it. Everywhere I travel, I take it. It's TSA friendly. It's perfect for on-the-go travelers. Remember, it comes in the packet. Go get the water after you pass through, dump it right in, boom, you're good to go. Many winter sports take place at high altitude. That's why it's easier to uh, it's easy to get dehydrated. Liquid IV can help you prevent that. It's the perfect way to stay hydrated and make your body absorb water like a sponge. A lot of people end up dehydrated in winter months, and you can you know they, they, that'll compromise everything, immune system, everything. Liquid IV is the fastest growing wellness blend. You can find them in Costco. It's a hydration multiplier. You can find them there nationwide. They use cellular transport technology and specific ratios of glucose, sodium, and potassium mixed with water helps you hydrate super fast. I love Liquid IV. I know what you will too. Right now, my listeners get it uh, 25% off at liquidiv.com. When you use my code Bongino at checkout, that's 25% off anything you order at Liquid IV's website. Go to liquidiv.com, enter my promo code Bongino, and start getting better hydration. That's liquidiv.com, promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Don't wait. Start properly hydrating today. Love this stuff. It's very good. All right. Before I get to Angus King, the senator, uh, debunking his own ridiculous conspiracy theory. Here's another media conspiracy theory that was promoted recently. So now the Giuliani story's falling apart. They were extorting him for military aid. Things falling apart. They're obstructing Mueller. Thing is falling apart. Everything's falling apart. So what was their other thing you heard a few uh, a few days ago, Joe? Well, after Trump's call with the Ukrainian president Zelensky, where they failed to extort him and failed to send the muscle, even though that was their whole narrative the whole time, the Godfather tactics fell apart in the worst extortion scheme in human history, apparently. They said, well, they were so worried about the transcript of the call that they moved it to this super secret system, implying that this super secret system, Joe, 
was there only to hide the Trump phone call. Oh, man. Well, noted conspiracy theorist, by the way, Natasha Bertrand actually does some decent work here, shockingly, at Politico, Bullco, and is forced to acknowledge, check this piece out, that the system, the piece, by the way, is titled White House Ordered Ultra Secret System Upgraded to Prevent Leaks. Wait, I, I thought the system, they moved it because they were afraid of the transcript. I didn't think that. The, so now you're saying that the actual storing on the system they upgraded was due to leaks in the White House? In other words, a perfectly normal response to leaks? Check this out. Hmm. I want you to see this line about when this happened. Because, Joe, remember, when did this complaint happen? 2019, just a few weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Quote, the Trump White House upgraded the security of the National Security Council's code word system in the spring of 2018, according to two former officials uh, familiar with the matter, as part of an effort to ferret out and deter leaks. Hmm. So a few days ago, we were under the impression from the hack media that they put this call on this secret server because they were so afraid. Oh, now we find out they upgraded because there were so many leaks in the anti-Trump swamp in the White House, sadly, from a bunch of career hacks that want to destroy the president, that they started moving calls over there and upgraded it last year. Another narrative debunked. Doesn't matter. Your liberal friends will still promote it because they're clueless. They enjoy being clueless. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. I feel sorry for you. Walking around a black hole of knowledge, a total ignoramus on everything that matters. All right, here's the video I've been talking about. So here's Senator Angus King, who pretends to be a, like a moderate middle down the road, or he's not. He's just another left winger. Angus King suggesting in the beginning, talking about his transcript of the call with the Ukrainian president, suggesting there may be something missing, Joe, because when we read the transcript, it only took a few minutes, but the transcript recording is about 40 minutes. Well, what could have possibly happened? Uh, check this out. Listen to how he ends it off. I had a hunch about this, uh, this so-called transcript. So I had two staff members of my office the other day read it aloud, and we timed it. They read it in a normal speaking pace. It took 10 minutes and 40 seconds. The phone call was 30 minutes. Wow. Now, we don't know what's missing. It may be that there was a translator involved and that made it go much longer. But the president of, of Ukraine speaks English. If there was no translator, that raises a question of what's in the other 20 minutes of that discussion. <sighs> Joe, you think you may want to check on that before pumping that conspiracy theory out there <sighs> on CNN? Just. Just asking. Yeah. So, Joe, you're a talking head on CNN. Yeah. I, I, gosh, I didn't mean to insult you like that. Yeah, but just well, play I, the role. For, I'm sorry, thanks, Joe. Buddy. That was, yeah. that was uh -huh. really, of all the vile things I could have said, <laughs> uh, my deep apologies. Vile. But pretend for a moment, yes. putting aside your personal hurt after I just destroyed you like that <laughs> and, and implicated a guy of your character with CNN. You're a talking head on CNN. You think before you go in front of a national audience of 12 people at LaGuardia Airport, you think you may want to check on if there was a translator or not that would probably explain why a phone call that took uh, in English to read about eight minutes may have taken twice or three times as long because you had someone translating it. You think you may want to check on that? I, Just checking, yeah, Joe. I, I mean, think that's kind of important, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Little detail, Whoa, little detail, detail you may not want to yeah, miss. Right. Well, as it turns out, folks, of course, there was a translator. So again, um, another conspiracy theory <laughs> debunked by Angus King himself in his own appearance. Next time, um, Angus, just do a little homework. Oh, my gosh. I swear if I said that on Fox, I think I'd be <laughs> like in the penalty box. Uh -huh. But it doesn't matter. It's CNN. And it doesn't matter. Nobody's watching. It's not like anybody's going to complain. Even the 12 people in LaGuardia in the JetBlue terminal watching CNN at the old Marine Air Terminal, they can't hear it anyway. So it doesn't make a difference. Nobody's going to, there's no one there to complain. You're not talking, you know, the tree fall in the wood. There's nobody there. All right. I got another one here. Here's another recently surfaced thing. And hat tip our buddy at Undercover Huber on Twitter, who just does Tremendous work. I can't say enough about his Twitter feed. If you're not following him, you're making a big mistake. It's that under, undercover Huber. 
So a new allegation has surfaced that, oh, there's firsthand info. In other words, Joe, the whistleblower may have actually heard something firsthand, not heard it from a friend who this is actual. Yeah. So the first thing, so undercover Huber has a little summary in the street. He's at John W. Huber. Sorry. And Twitter undercover Huber is the, uh, the, the name, but it's the handles at John W. Huber. So he actually looked at the complaint, put together a handy dandy summary tweet. The introduction to the complaint, no firsthand info. Section one, no firsthand info. Section two, no firsthand info. Section three, no firsthand info. Hmm. Section four, no firsthand info. Classified appendix, very likely no firsthand info with the non-redacted wording. And then he presents the receipts for each, which I'm not going to hmm. go to. Where he, if you go to his Twitter feed, you'll see screenshots of the actual complaint and the no firsthand info that now leftists are starting to leak out that there's firsthand info when there's no firsthand info. If it surfaces, happy to entertain it. But again, it's another, you, you know why they're doing this, right? This just make sense. Hmm. Let the whole show flow. We tie these things together in a nice little weave. The ICIG whistleblower report that was changed. The report for the alleged whistleblower clearly stated they needed firsthand info. Someone in the IG's office says, uh-oh, we got a problem. They only have secondhand info. Well, let's go back and look at the law. Well, we could technically include secondhand info. Let's put that on the form. Now, all of a sudden, the Democrats see a problem that the REO Speedwagon theory is taking hold. Like, yeah. wait, they don't even have the info themselves. They heard it from a friend. Now the Democrats start leaking out. Oh, no, no, this is firsthand info. But that's not what's in the complaint. But it doesn't matter. You may say, well, this is an easy story to understand. It's a lie. They don't have anything else. Every single step of the way, this thing looks like another hoax, and they're just lying. Translation was 40 minutes long. I wonder if he had a translator. He did. Oh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> oh. Man, I'd be embarrassed if I reported that on my show. These complaints. But no, are we're not news. The, the, the Daily Beast. The, oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's, oh, Joe, it's so frustrating. All right, moving on. I got to get, I got other stuff to get to. This is important. Oh, 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 oh. Ooh. This is good. By the way, folks, one quick thing. I have Greg Jarrett's new book here coming out next week, Witch Hunt. I will give you my review. There it is, Greg Jarrett. All right. Sorry to me to cover his name. I will give you my review on Monday. I'm stoked. Greg's a good friend. We are um, we are not uh, we are friends. We are not in any way rivals with my book. Um, I love Greg and his journalism on the Russia hoax. His number one bestseller was phenomenal. Blew the doors off it. So uh, we are friends. I love his. I will give you my review on Monday. I am stoked to get into it. It's always nice to be able to get an advanced copy. So. Uh, Love Greg. I will tell you on Monday. And thank you for supporting my book, too. I really I do appreciate that. Just a quick note. Okay. I lost my place here. What was I going to get to now? Oh, oh, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, the backlash is starting to, I don't even want to say brew. The brew is over. It's starting to boil. I said to you on a show last week, Donald Trump in his poll numbers against Joe Biden jumped 11 points since this impeachment fiasco started. 11 points. Wow. I said to you last week, ladies and gentlemen, people are, I, I'm, 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 I'm saying this in, in, a, in, a, in as helpful a way as I can. And I mean that. We're not Antifa. The left has a monopoly uh, 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 the, the, you know, on, on violence. Because when kooks who claim to be on the right do, we call them out immediately. The left embraces the anti-First Amendment group Antifa. Unfortunately, the let's keep that. That's not our thing. I can't say that enough. I say this to be helpful. Liberals and their media buddies are opening a Pandora's box. They're not going to be able to close, ladies and gentlemen. Anger, when channeled into a positive outcome, can do amazing things. And let me tell you something. People are getting really, really angry. Paula, how many emails do we get on this? He, yeah. Tons is saying it lightly. Mm -hmm. 
It's not just the polls. Brad Parscale, who works for the Trump campaign, put up this tweet. I want to show you something. Having run for office, I can't even express to you the gravity of how enormous this is. Put up his tweet about the fundraising numbers. At Parscale. All caps. Absolutely huge. These are Trump's fundraising numbers in three months. $125 million raised combined. They have $156 million cash on hand. $308 million raised year to date. This is twice as much cash as Obama had on hand. Ladies and gentlemen, media lunatics, liberal, tyrannical, deep state, police state hacks. You're messing with the wrong cats. I warned you. You have been warned. You are poking the bear. It's like when you get a tattoo. Any of you got tattoos? I got a lot. I got way too many. I'm still trying to get rid of them. I don't like them. Do you have a tattoo, Joe? No, none. Mm -mm. No. Never wanted one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, I like some of them. I like, but whatever. But when you get a tattoo, it's interesting. Like when it first starts, it's a little bit painful. The big ones I have, by the time you're 45 minutes into it, it really hurts. I mean, I, I, someone asked me what it feels like. You know the compasses you had in grammar school? You know, you make yeah. circles with them. You know, a little point. Imagine taking that point, like, lightly scratching your skin. You know, after a few minutes, it's not going to bother you. After about 45 minutes, you're ready to kill somebody. That's what yes. a tattoo feels like, right? Folks, this is that scratching. You started scratching us with the Trump's a fraud. Scratch us a little more. Trump's a racist. A little more, Trump's not a legitimate president. A little more with the collusion hoax. A little more with your involvement in Spygate. Now a little more with the impeachment thing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's starting to really hurt. And people are getting really, really angry. And it's showing up in the polls and in the money. You guys, liberals, are making a catastrophic error in judgment if you think we're all just going to sit back and take it. I'm encouraging everyone to start now, go out there, and make sure you send 10 emails a month, call 10 friends, make 10 Facebook posts, 10 Twitter posts, and get ready for this 2020 election and make sure on election day you drive 10 people to the polls. Don't sit back and take any of this. All right. Okay. Sorry, folks. I'm like jumping out of order here because I'm... I'm just a little like frustrated with everything that's going on. Obviously, take over, carry over from yesterday's show. Not sure. But showing you how deeply involved the deep staters are, not just the whistleblowers, not really a whistleblower, but other deep staters in the coordinated combined plot to take out this president. Here's an article in the Wall Street Journal this morning I found fascinating that, again, will get no mainstream media coverage at all. There's another deep stater having a meltdown where at the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, liberal meltdown at the FEC by their editorial board. The chair politicizes campaign finance law to support impeachment. So there's this woman, Ellen Weintraub, at the FEC, who is another deep state bureaucrat who is hell bent on attacking Donald Trump and rewriting rules just like they rewrote the form. You see how it always drew just like they rewrote the form to accommodate an alleged whistleblower who's really a deep state who hates Donald Trump. One of the FEC personnel, uh, uh, members of the FEC board, wants to rewrite the campaign finance rules to retroactively make this Ukraine call look like a campaign donation, which is absolutely ridiculous. So just to be clear, she wanted this rule change put in the new FEC digest. She hates Trump. She's not nonpartisan. This is a liberal far lefter whose only concern is hurting Trump. Mm -hmm. So she wants this rule change, Joe, again, written in. That will make Trump's call with Ukraine look like a foreign donation. But there's a problem with that. Number one, we have this, this, and all four, these four articles about the real foreign collusion with the Obama administration. But Ellen Weintraub's not concerned with any of that. She wants the Ukraine stuff with Trump and the phone call classified. But from the Wall Street Journal piece, this creates an interesting kind of conundrum, no? Quote, the rule Ms. Weintraub proposes would likely be unconstitutional. You think? 
if any information offered in conjunction with an election is prohibited, then gossip between an American campaign staffer and a non-citizen Uber driver ahead of an election could be prosecuted. Huh. There's a reason the Mueller report said treating opposition research or similar information as a thing of value could raise First Amendment questions. Gee, you think? Perhaps anti-regulatory people simply want to follow the Constitution. Folks, for as much as this garbage that they pulled, all of this stuff, the Obama administration on Trump, and I believe the laws were violated, especially with the leaks of classified information, it's likely not a campaign violation. And I'm not going to change my mind on that just to make another Democrat look bad because the Constitution doesn't allow us to change our mind. That's not what it does. It keeps those big R God-given rights, even with our political opponents. But that's not Ellen Weintraub's opinion. This story makes sense, Joe? She wants to change the rules now to make Trump look like he committed a felony, a federal crime he didn't commit. More deep state nonsensical garbage. All right, I'm going to have to leave it with this story. I've got a few more I want to get to. Um, There's, I mean, this Bill Maher story, there's a great story about the NRA in San Francisco. I will get to it, so don't go anywhere this week. But this story is important because I want you to put in context economically the damage big government liberal policies are doing to your personal finances because with withholding taxes, one of the greatest gifts we ever gave to liberals was withholding. What do you mean withholding? I get a check, I get my money. Folks, you don't even see it. You don't even pay attention to it anymore, especially the fact that nobody gets pay stubs anymore. They're all done online and nobody looks at them. Withholding stinks. Mm-hmm. We should make a... Uh, a new law that says everybody's got to pay their taxes by quarter and you got to write a check. Oh, I promise you, the amount of liberalisms, the amount of liberals and liberalism would go <gasps> right away. Withholding, people forget how much they pay in taxes because they don't look. So this little piece by Terrence Jeffrey does great work at CNS News, which will be in the show notes and is definitely worth your time. This is quite a dandy. Terrence Jeffrey, CNSNews.com. Americans spent more on taxes in 2018 then on food, clothing, and healthcare combined. What? So you're working not to feed yourself, to clothe yourself, or to keep yourself healthy. You're not working to pay off the government to give you what? To what, what exactly are they doing for you? It is your biggest bill, most of you out there, paying off federal bureaucrats to do what? What does the government do for you? I, I've got a snippet from the piece in a second that's important. I'm going to put actual money figures on this. What are they doing for you? Paula, what do they do for us? My local taxes, they pick up the garbage, they do a good job. Mm. The local police department, Martin County Sheriff's terrific. Love the guy. He's great. He's locked up a carjacker the other day. Made the mistake of coming to Palm City in Martin County. Don't get arrested here, folks. Not a good idea. You will go to jail for a long time, I promise. The sheriff here doesn't mess around. Okay, my local taxes pay for that. The roads around here are great. All local taxes. Well, I'm working most of my time to pay off the federal government. For what? Okay, military, love you. You're worth every cent. What else are you doing for me? Oh, they're giving you their social security. They're not giving me social security. They already spent my money. They're doing nothing. So I'm working, what, a quarter, a half of my time to pay off a government? For what? For nothing. I don't want it. I don't need it. Now, you want to put some meat on the bone? Listen to these numbers. Show how much you're flushing down the toilet giving to the federal government. Quote, in 2018, according to table R1, the American consumer unit spent an average of $9,000 roughly on federal income taxes. In the the interest of brevity, I'll sum this up. $5,000 on Social Security taxes. $2,200 $2,200 on state and local income taxes, $2,100 on property taxes, and $78 on what the BLS calls other taxes. The combined payments the average American consumer unit made for these five categories of taxes was $18,617.93. At the same time, the average American consumer unit was paying these taxes. It was spending $7,900 on food, $4,900 on healthcare, and $1,800 on apparel and services. Roughly $3,000 less than you are paying the federal government to get the heck out of your life. 
Yeah, let's pay more. Let's double that to pay off Bernie Sanders' Medicare for None plan. Unbelievable. The financial burden the federal government has hoisted onto your back. Those numbers make it real. As I used to say when I ran for office, the only way to talk to persuadable voters, not liberals, they're lost. The only way is to make these numbers bleed. And when I say bleed, I mean make them feel, put some emotion behind them, put some meat on the bone. These are not just esoteric, otherworldly numbers. $18,000 a year to pay off a government that has already flushed all your money down the toilet. Total, complete waste. Mm. All right, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, youtube.com slash Bongino. We're really close to that 300,000 mark for subscribers. It's free, of course. Also, you can subscribe to our audio podcast. That's what really helps us move up the charts. If you go to Apple Podcasts, that helps us move up the charts and other people find us. It's all free. Google Podcasts, iHeart, SoundCloud, and elsewhere. We really appreciate it, folks. It means a lot to us. And please don't forget to pick up my new book, Exonerated. You can also get a signed copy at premiercollectibles.com slash exonerated if you want it. It's not a book plate. It's a signed book, though. I don't like book plates. Uh, we'll send it right to you. We really appreciate it. Thanks, folks. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at dbongino.